Welcome to the PT Marketing Power Hour, highlighting successful marketing strategies from North America's fastest growing clinics so you can learn from their wins and power your practice growth. We have another great episode today, so don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's your host, physical therapist, marketing expert, and CEO of Practice Promotions, Neil Trickett. Hey everybody, welcome to the PT uh, Marketing Power Hour, highlighting successful marketing strategies from North America's fastest growing clinics so you can learn from their wins and power your practice growth. I'm your host, Neil Trickett, and today's focus, we're going to talk about how the right marketing strategy can give you control over your new patients. So we're really excited to welcome here Rich uh, Bernich from uh, New York Physical Therapy and Wellness on Long Island. They've got 10 locations. Uh, He is the marketing director there, and he's going to give us some awesome insight today into how they're leveraging marketing strategy in their business uh, to overcome an incredibly tough year. Uh, and he's got some amazing insights for us. So welcome, Rich. Great to have you on the show here. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. And it's great to have a conversation without a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, you, can you tell us a little bit about kind of where your numbers are? I think you, you were actually a little bit higher in your numbers for 2020, even we though are, you were yes. like in the hot spot, right? Yes, we are. Um, one of the uh, uh, one of the advantages that we have, especially, we're on Long Island. Um, we have Nassau County uh, offices in Nassau County, Suffolk County, um, and as well as in Queens. Um, one of the bigger things that we're seeing right now, especially, is ever since the virus, I'm sorry, the vaccine rollout, all of our competitors, which are mainly the the large hospital systems um, on Long Island, are really focusing on that. And a lot of their other practices are, are, they're not getting the attention they should. So we're actually striking while the iron's hot right now. Um, And that's a whole combination. That's, you know, uh, data mining our our current database that's, you know, hosting events on on webinars, um, doing Facebook lives, uh, running a whole bunch of social media, uh, and really just getting it out there, uh, Mm -hmm. building up the branding and kind of picking up and, and going after that low hanging fruit um, that's out there. And just so, you know, just so the people who are watching this understand where we are right now, within a hundred miles, there's about 15 million people. Um, we have 42 hospitals within that hundred mile. Um, we have systems like NYU Langone, um, which actually I used to work for. I was with them for three years in their marketing and business development department. Um, we have Northwell, um, which is a giant system on Long Island as well. So, and then we have the Mount Sinai systems. So with those, plus the other healthcare systems, we are in an extremely crowded marketplace. Um, but with that said, there's a niche for everybody. And, and what we've done is we've identified our niche and we're really hyper-focused on that. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And I think, you know, I've had this conversation with hundreds of practice owners out there and we get, we tend to focus that, um, from a marketing perspective that we're, we're competing against the physical therapy clinic next door. And we're competing for these low hanging fruit of people that are actually looking for physical therapy or been prescribed physical therapy, but mm-hmm. there's actually a, a much, much bigger audience out there of people who are hurting, right? They've had an injury Absolutely. or they have a back problem or they have chronic pain. 
and they don't really even know about physical therapy. You know, they're Googling how to help my back problem or how do I help a sprained knee? And are, the question is, are you getting in front of those people? Because they won't even have we, chosen physical therapy first. We are. Yeah. And, um, you know, the way that we're doing it, it's, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give the, the whole secret sauce away, but one of the things that I will say is that where you have a concern now with the consumer. So let's say you're a practice and you, you have the Medicare base and that's really like the focus of your clients. So my mom's 73, my dad's 78. They're that ideal Medicare base. My parents are scared to death to go to a doctor's office. So we've been pushing direct access. And that's one of the things. So come to us, right? And then, you know, we all know how direct access works, but that's one of the things that we've been pushing. So they can mm -hmm. still come to us. They'll, you know, we've been promoting our CDC guidelines for cleanliness in our clinics. Um, you know, the, the fact that everybody wears a PPE, everybody gets scanned on the way in. Um, and if you go to our reviews on Google, you actually see people commenting on that, which mm -hmm. is an interesting it's an interesting thing. Usually it was, oh, the staff was great. Now it's the staff was great. And they cleaned everything after I saw them, which is, which for me, I can't buy, you know, an, an ad or an endorsement like that. So, um, so yeah, to your point, it's, it's, you know, and you can see this and, and do your own research. And if you can prove me wrong, great. My ego isn't that big. I've been proven wrong a bunch of times, but you know, Getting that niche, like if you say, well, that's great. I'm going to do a bunch of, uh, I'm going to do a bunch of Instagram reels, or I'm going to do a YouTube video on rotator cuff. Well, do the research first, you know, see how many rotator cuff videos there are out there, or just search the hashtag rotator cuff or physical, you'll see 9 million of the same videos. Um, and that's one of the things where when you're looking for your niche and when you're looking for these, these different avenues, you, you want to focus on that, but you can't also, you know, discredit all of your past patients, friends and family, because you never know if somebody's going to be on a Zoom with their friends or on with family or something like that. And they're going, oh, well, I hurt my arm. You want to be top of mind for that individual. Mm -hmm. And you want them to say, holy cow, I got this great place. You know, they're really awesome. Here's their website. And that's what we want. And we've seen an uptick in that. And the reason being is because we engage with our patients inside the practice. So we make sure that we have those conversations. I'll just give you a quick, uh, a quick story. We had new signs installed at one of our practices and I was there, you know, cause I designed them out and I needed to, you know, and I, it was one of my projects and I'm talking to the installer and I said, Hey, I'm like, you know, how was your holidays? And he goes, well, you know, I thought I had a stroke, but it turns out I had Bell's palsy. Really? After we're done here, we'll schedule you an appointment. Brought him in for an eval. Now he's a patient. So yeah, it's, it's just that it's just that conversation, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's and that's something that a lot of people, a lot of professionals, they'll shy away from because they feel that it's like, you know, too car salesman ish, et cetera. So, right. But you know what? Your PP, you know, your, your, your front desk, we call them our PCCs, but your, your front desk can have that conversation. You know, they usually have these relationships. And that's, yeah. and that's, that's our low hanging fruit as well. Yeah. And, and the best what, part about what, it is it, it costs nothing. <laughs> There's no budget. I know it's, it's the best form of advertising, right? You need to get into that word yeah. of mouth advertising. And so one thing that I just really admire about what you've done and, and with the, with the whole practice is that you really embrace this ultimate PT marketing funnel strategy where yeah. you know, we're working to build our online discovery, build trust in people coming out there, seeing our online reviews and what our website yep. looks like. 
the new patient conversion on those websites. We'll talk about that here in a mm-hmm. second. Some of the cool things you did there. And then what we're, sure. what you were just talking about with the, the committed patients, getting people to really have that wow experience and showing them that you're a really safe place that, you know, that's a hot topic right now to, to show what you're doing. Um, that, that it's okay to keep coming, that we're going to take care of you. And then those raving fans, right. You're trying to continuously keep those raving yeah. fans going and get them to talk about you. And that's going to send those referrals in. Um, so, yeah, at, so la- at, at last count, we had 1696 five-star reviews on Google. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. And then, but here's one other thing for our, our audience, right? So it's wonderful to have these big reviews, right? But you've got 100%. to keep consistent with the reviews. Um, yep. You know, 69% of people surveyed say that a review that's older than three months is non-relevant, mm-hmm. right? So just think about a restaurant. If you haven't gone to a, if you've gone to a restaurant, you're looking them up and the last Google review was six months ago, you start to question what's this restaurant like now, right? So it's the same right. thing. You got to consistently keep working at building this trust, online reviews, Google, Facebook, Yelp. And that's, that really starts to draw in a lot of people. Yeah. And, so and it's, uh, it's interesting you brought up Yelp. Um, I just actually had my, my annual, hey, we're awesome phone call with them. And, um, you know, Yelp's, a, Yelp's an interesting beast. And they're, they're literally throwing everything at you now because they got decimated last year with the amount of restaurants that closed. Mm-hmm. People weren't going out to dinner. So, um, you know, if you want to go that route, you might be able to swing a few deals. Um, so <laughs> something you want to <laughs> look into. Yeah. Absolutely. We actually have a great podcast on that. We, we interviewed a, a usual um, in uh, Arlington, Virginia, and, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he leverages Yelp and, and it's been very good yeah. for him. And it, but the thing is not, it's not the only thing, right? So it's, it's part no. of the big picture, Google, Facebook, yep. Yelp. Those are the kind of big platforms you want to be on. And so you know, your specialty is in digital marketing. So how has yes. broadening your online presence really helped the practice? So what we've done is we've, we've increased, um, client engagement, customer, I'm sorry, I came from a finance world before this, so I always say client. Um, we've increased our patient engagement. Um, so what we've done is we've, we've uh, increased our blogging, um, but what we've, we haven't made it all specific. So we've done topics where it's not just, um, you know, five things you can do for a rotator cuff or your ankle hurts. It's this, you know, we've done, we did a Facebook live, for example, on how to properly snow shovel right before we got a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people loved it and our, and, and we did it on Facebook live. And when you do something on Facebook that actually ranks higher than putting in a video, um, because it's on their platform and it's mm-hmm. platform generated. So what you have to do is, is understand, you know, your patient, understand what they're doing, send out surveys to these, to the individuals, find out, you know, what they want. Um, if you host a webinar, don't fall flat and just, you know, okay, great. Thanks, Mrs. Abernathy. We'll, we'll send you an email in three weeks. No, you want to follow that up, you know, all, give them that free assessment offer, have them come in and convert them. Um, that's, that's where you want to get. Now, look, you're going to get a lot of no's, but you know, you're bound to get some yeses once you get them in and you can convert them, you know, then figure that out. You know, the other thing is I always say it, and I come from a very data driven world. Um, and as far as like, you know, the marketing funnel and everything else, I've been using that for 10 years now. Um, I started using it really intensely when I was at a mortgage bank. 
Uh, and then when I went to NYU Winthrop Hospital, where I worked there, it was all about data. Uh, and it was all about the marketing funnel. Um, and for me, you know, I've used a variety of different um, of different companies from Salesforce, HubSpot, et cetera. And, but when it's consistently the same, once you get them into that, that funnel, you don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. And I always say that people lie, but data doesn't. And that's what you want to find out. Um, you know, we, we have in our data research, um, since I've been on board, we've found we have a number of patients, a large number of patients that have been with us for four or five different ailments, which is insane. They keep mm-hmm. coming back. So those people I need to turn into brand evangelists. Absolutely. You know, I need them to like drink the Kool-Aid and, and go out and, you know, they hear somebody like, oh, my arm hurts. Great. Go to NYPT. You know, these guys are awesome. Um, and that's what we want to do. And we do that through a variety of different ways, both yeah. uh, internally inside the practices and then externally with our communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we used to do um, back when I had, had my practice was those brand evangelists would actually mm-hmm. uh, send them uh, maybe like 10, 15 business cards in a nice little plastic thing that they could carry around in their purse. Right. Yep. And um, that would go with them. And sure enough, they're talking around and they're, they're sending people to you. So just simple things like that. But yes. I, I love what you mentioned there where you come back to knowing your numbers, right. And yeah. it doesn't matter what size your clinic is, whether you're, you know, just starting out or whether you're a 10 location practice, you got to know your marketing numbers and mm-hmm. really look at where, where there's holes in your funnel, right? Where there's holes Correct. in your buckets. And so you, the, the more you can have that data, that information in front of your fingertips, like how many website visitors are coming in, how long they stay on their page, um, how many people are opting in for certain things, all that information just tells you where you can improve. And that's the game yep. of marketing, right? We're always tweaking and testing, tweaking and testing. And so I, I think uh, for some of our practice owners out there, it can get a little frustrating sometimes where you're looking at something that's not going the way that you want. Uh, but the question is, have you really looked at the data, the numbers? Are you getting that kind of information? Is it even set up? Start doing that. Then you'll start to see patterns and then you can make decisions and, and have people help you to implement strategies that will, that will uh, ultimately result in more new patients and more business for your practice. You know, and it's, it's amazing because all of this stuff is free and that's the best part. So, you know, you, you run your Google analytics, you hook that up to your site. The training for Google analytics is free, Mm -hmm. um, which is amazing, which is what I did. I was, um, you know, before I joined NYPT, um, last, last spring, I was uh, finishing up a project at a, at a bank that I was working at. Um, we was a complete rebrand and, and a digital marketing build out. And I had a three hour commute every day to the bank. But then once COVID hit, I was working from home. So I had an extra three hours. So I went out, I got recertified in a bunch of CRMs. I got recertified in all my Google. Uh, I got certified in Facebook um, uh, Blueprint, which is their uh, online. Um, I'm sorry, their... Uh, um, I always forget the word, their yeah, accreditation and certi- yeah. certification. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's what I did. Um, you know, and, and that's, it's only helped me, but the best thing about it is, so now I have analytics, I have Google analytics, I have, um, Bing analytics. And a lot of people always say, well, why are we doing Bing? Well, Alexa uses Bing. 
So yeah. if people are going to do a search for you on that as well, they'll do that. Then I do a lot of uh, third third party sites that we subscribe to. I do Facebook insights. I do Instagram insights. I do Twitter insights. LinkedIn has been huge for us lately um, because what we've been doing is going after um, physicians that way that we want to get into because trying to get into a physician office, um, it's impossible. They're like, yeah, drop off some business cards. No problem. But you're not going to get an appointment with them. So you find them on LinkedIn and the other thing, and the secret, and this is just because I worked at a hospital system. So, and, and part of my job was, um, business development and marketing. So we would buy the uh, independent practices, pull them under our umbrella, and then we would market. And I had 96 offices that I was, uh, in charge of marketing for. And one, (laughs) one of the things that always stuck with me was if you email an office, you're never going to get to in front of the doctor. There's so many gatekeepers, but every doctor was 100% on board with, I'm checking my own LinkedIn. I'm checking my own LinkedIn. They didn't want their assistants doing it. So we attack that way. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, and that's what we've been doing. You know, it, it's like you said before, you know, everything's got to be changed. It's, you know, wh- whatever the Latin is for always flexible, that should be like the mantra for marketing. Cause you, you know, you have to constantly be changing with this and look, some things are going to work. Some things aren't Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, but that's why, you know, getting, understanding your data, like we use WebPT as our EMR, WebPT versus analytics versus Facebook and other social media insights. And we also implement a, uh, we have a CRM um, as well. So we use sugar CRM when we throw all the data at each other, it comes out and they say, okay, well, this practice, you know, um, vestibular is number one treated here. Um, Arthritis is number one treated at this practice. So we understand this and we know how to market to those individuals. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can spend our money wiser. Yeah. And so I think you brought up a couple of good things here, like to kind of come back to one was the Bing, right? So with Bing, what most people don't realize is that uh, if someone's on a PC, the default address bar is Bing, is Bing. right? On the internet. Um, I, I don't even know what they call it. I don't use Windows in many years, but it used to be Internet Explorer. I don't know what they call it now. <laughs> but anyway, the yeah, address it's... bar is Bing, right? So, um, right. and then the other part too is if, if you just look at, so obviously at uh, Rich's level here, right? And this kind of size practice and, and obviously with the hospital systems that he's uh, helped before, uh, marketing team is a necessity, right? It's, it's a yeah. critical part of the business. And then uh, obviously these, these niche parts of that marketing where you're getting really into the digital space. And then the, we mm-hmm. were talking about this before we got on where there's uh, other parts of the team that are focused really on developing physician relationships and networking and then community involvement. So you have all these specialties that start to bloom as your practice grows to certain sizes. But let's talk here a little bit about... Um, what, what I tend to see sometimes is that a, a practice starts to do well. They have multiple therapists in there mm-hmm. and they could be a single location. They start to go to maybe even two or three locations and they haven't brought on a marketing director yet, right? They kind of shy away from that because obviously there's the expense of a salary that they're going to have to put into yeah. that and then um, the effort. And so what we tend to see is that the, the practice owner managing all the people underneath them and then treating patients and then trying to do, you know, running a business and part of the marketing, they don't end up having time for it like they should, yeah. but that 
ends up like throttling back the clinic from its full potential. So mm-hmm. any, any kind of advice there in terms of what you've seen in terms of when you do get that marketing team in place, that marketing director in place, what tends to happen with um, a business or a clinic? Well, one of the things you always, you always run into is, and we talked about this before we started recording, is I'm on the algorithm now. You know, so, so in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all the other social media, online searches, everything that comes to me is, you know, call us today. We'll get you 20 new leads. You know, I don't buy into any of that. I'm sure they can, but the problem is I don't want leads. I want patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I need patience. I have to convert those leads. And a lot of times with the lead aggregators, especially you know, it'll be somebody who has GHI and they're going to call 40 places until they find a place that takes their insurance. And then they're also going to find a place and then they're like, oh, well, how much is the copay? So there's, there's other variables for that, right? Yeah. yeah you're I laughing. Got, so you're laugh because because <laughs> our clinic was in Florida, right? So we all mm-hmm. just called that the fifth borough because uh, everybody came down from New York, right? New York, uh, right. But so you'd get the, the teachers, right? So the teachers have in their network was GHI. And so, you know, that's not something you really take in Florida. It's just a New York based thing. Right. So they'd come down and it would be a, I don't know. I can't remember. It was like a, a $20 copay, but it was a $20 insurance payment. So it was pretty much, you know, insurance didn't pay a dime. And uh, it was, it was definitely below. So when you brought up GHI, I just had to laugh a minute because it brought back some memories. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you might as you might as well sell muffins out the back window of the, of the practice to make some extra revenue, right? <laughs> um, but but the thing that you always want to remember, well, look, the, you know, COVID has brought a lot of opportunity, and I know that sounds a little weird, and I always go back, and I think it was Zig Ziglar or one of these other speakers that more millionaires were made during the Great Depression than any other time in American history, right? And now's really a time to hit you have, and with technology, it's even better. So you want to hire somebody like me. Great. You know, like you said, there's a salary involved and everything else. You know, I have, you know, 24 years experience doing this. So it's great is that I'm not going to make mistakes on your dime. So a lot of people say, well, I'll get somebody a little less seasoned and everything else. That's fine. That's one way you can go. Um, if a person doesn't have the healthcare experience or the the budgetary experience of the same size, or they weren't in a director role or something like that. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta kind of go that way. The things where I'm always leery is, especially when it comes to social media. So social media, when I see, you know, I've actually had a few conversations um, and I've done some, some speaking at, at different conferences, et cetera. And I had a conversation with a gentleman and he goes, well, I have 10,000 people follow me on Facebook. And I said, well, that's great. I said, but how many of them have actually spent money in your business? You know, I mean, there are companies overseas that you can pay $150 to a week and you'll get five, six, 700 new followers. Mm-hmm. They're not real. They're never going to spend a dime in your practice. But so I'd rather have a thousand followers that I know our patients and I know need my services or have needed my services in the past and grow it that way than having to pay for this. Um, so that's one aspect. So you'll always get people 
that'll come in market marketing professionals that'll come in and they'll say, Oh yeah, you know, I'll do this. I'll get you a thousand followers in a month. Okay. Okay. Great. You know, Mm -hmm. where you want to have is you want to have somebody come in and say, okay, look, so what's your cost per patient and speaking your lingo and understanding how your business works, not just the marketing, you know, anybody can go out, anybody can go to like LinkedIn's educational platform and learn how to use Photoshop learn how to, you know, use WordPress and build out a great site, but everything, you could have the best looking website in the world. If you don't have the strategy behind it, then that's where it falls short. Um, and you know, because I, I, you know, when I speak to your team, I'm constantly changing our website. Um, I know Sam and, and, and your team, <laughs> Sam and your team and I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like she gets a little anxious when I call, cause it's going to be like, well, what does he want now? Um, but, uh, but no, they've been, they've been awesome to work with. So it's, it's, it's really, a, it's a great ebb and flow that we have. Um, yeah. but when you what, get somebody, thing, but what, what one of the other things I was, yeah, well, one of the last things I was going to say is just, you know, with the opportunity of, of COVID people know you can work remote now. So you can mm-hmm. go to a site like Fiverr and you can get a part-time marketing director somebody who's going to build you out a marketing plan. They're going to do a one-time payment or they may do a monthly retainer. So this way they're a 1099 employee or they're a freelancer or whatever it may be. Um, and that's going to also cut down your costs. And then once you're up and running, if it works, keep it going. If you need to have somebody on site full time, great. Well, then that's when you start looking, but at least there's a foundation in place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say too, for our practice owners out there, they're in that growth mode, right? Um, usually when you start to get like over, you know, half a million to a million, that's yeah. the time when you really need to have a marketing director. And it is a jump. It's a, it's a leap of faith sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You practice, but you get the right person in there and they will mm-hmm. help you take off. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think what, what's interesting here too, is, is we, we work with practices of all different sizes from, again, from like a, a startup all the way through 54 location practices. So what, what's fascinating is um, for us, in, in practice promotions, we, our team loves working with people like you, Rich, like marketing directors and teams of marketers. Um, and, and uh, I think maybe you can speak to this a little bit in terms of like when you're, even though you're, you're an expert here in, in strategy and digital marketing, you're still using outside consultants to help you. Sure. Right. And so, and so if you could speak to that a little bit, like what's the why behind that? Um, because absolutely that, that can help a lot of practices to understand, like, you know, in business, we, we use consultants all the time, right. To help us. And you can't be the premier expert in everything or have that bandwidth, but like, how has that helped you versus trying to just have it do everything completely internal? You know, I learned, I learned a long time ago, Michael Bloomberg wrote was, uh, was quoted in an article and I believe it was the New Yorker in the mid nineties. And he said, I'm not the smartest person in the room but I know how to surround myself with the smartest people in the room. And that's a, that's something that always stuck with me. Um, for example, let's look at like, let's look at like a Google AdWords, right? So I always like to use an outside company if I'm doing a larger campaign, if it's something small and manageable, a few hundred bucks, yeah, I'll do it myself. I can, I can do that. Mm-hmm. But Google switches algorithms like you and I change socks. So I don't have the time to read up on everything that's new, how to switch my, you know, how to switch my SEO, how to do everything else. 
else. So when I have my monthly call with your team, you know, I'll say to say, all right, well, what are we doing? What happened? And then we'll look over data and she'll say, yeah, right here, this is the spike where Google did a, you know, they did a, a crawl your page and this is where we had this and this is where we had that. I'm not by any means an expert in that field. There are people out there that get paid hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're so good. I'm enough to be dangerous and I'm enough to understand and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But I always use the outside consultant for another reason. And that's to double check me. You know, that's one of the things I leave my ego at the door, you know, and, and I think, I mean, this goes back, I went to school for graphic design and, you know, I was taught and I learned there, you know, you can't have an ego. If somebody says, well, I don't like this, or this is wrong, it's, you know, instead of being like, oh, well, you know, forget him and, and all this other stuff. Now it's, all right, well, why is it wrong? You know, and this is the conversations I have with my staff all the time, um, especially my clinical directors, because they've worked at places all over Long Island, New York, and all over the country. And I say to them, well, we're thinking about this, but why? You know, it, it, it's not going to work. Well, why isn't it going to work? And we go to that. That's what I like about an outside consultancy. So when, when the consultant will say to me, um, hey, Rich, you know what? We're thinking about doing this. If I know about it, great. If I don't know about it, I'll educate myself or, or I'll, have, I'll ask the consultant to educate me. I need to know about it. Um, and I think it's one of those things where people get a little leery of consultants. Um, you know, because they're like, well, they're just in it to make the money and, but you know, and I'm not seeing the return. And, and, and that's the other huge thing, especially with consultants is because you are going to spend a lot of money um, depending on size or whatever. So if you're a startup, you may not have the money you want to spend for marketing, but you have to understand that marketing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, you're not going to contract with a person on Monday and Thursday, you're automatically going to have 55 people call your practice. It's, it, you know, if it does, more power to you. I think that's fantastic. But in most cases, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's why I like using outside consultants because it's part of the overall plan. Mm -hmm. That's excellent advice. And uh, yeah, just hits so many levels there, no matter what your size, right? It's like, yeah, uh, leverage, leverage the people around you, right? That, uh, that, that, you, that you can obviously help in all kinds of aspects uh, that um, we're not skilled in, right? So I, I go into physical therapy school, I was not versed in business, right? And I sucked at business when I first opened my practice. Um, many, many a business error. But, you know, I got with business consultants and I started to learn how to run a business, right? And so you have to kind of educate yourself through this. So again, leveraging uh, training, leveraging uh, uh, groups that you can work with, that will help you operate your business, your practice, right? And take right. it to a new level. Um, so Rich, I want to talk here a second, because uh, I think you do sure. a phenomenal job with this in terms of all your types of outreach, obviously there's a lot of social media that's getting mm -hmm. outflowed emails that are being done uh, on a consistent basis, like Love weekly emails. or even a little bit more than that. And so, yeah. so like, can we talk about that a little bit because it's working, right? It's, it's working. It all the outflow is working. And so sometimes what I hear from practice owners is they are afraid to send too much promotion to their patients. And so do you have any advice yep. for them about that? It's data. It's 100% data. So I send out a ton of emails. I do. I just, I mean, if you go into my campaign monitor, you know, and 
Samantha will tell you, you know, there's literally it's campaign, campaign, campaign. We, we literally run, I think I ran three this week. Um, and what we do is, is I scrub the data. So if we have a blog post on rotator cuff, I'm not sending that to an ankle patient. I'm just mm -hmm. not. I'm going to send somebody, I'll do my data and I'll be like, all right, well, you know what, Mrs. Abernathy hasn't been here in, you know, nine months. You know, it's a blog post on what she came in for. So yeah, let's send her. And then I, I pick it out. So my list may only be four or 500 people. Um, you know, I mean, we've been in business for 20 years, so you can imagine how many thousands of, of clients we have. So maybe that I may want to do an announcement for a new um, clinician at one of my practice. So I'll just send out to that, you mm -hmm. know, to that individual practice patient list. Um, if it goes out general to everyone, I've seen it go both ways. Um, I've seen it go where it, it is good. And I've seen it go where, you know, you get a bunch of spam reporting, you get a bunch of unsubscribe, et cetera. So um, yes, I understand the concern. I do. Uh, but what it is, is you also have to target your message as well. You know, wh what's, what's the value proposition? Wh why do I want to click your email and open it up? Um, so for example, we have a, uh, we have a webinar next week. Um, one of our clinicians is going to do, you know, there's a lot of advertising on social media for Theragun and he's going to actually break down how it's used in physical therapy, what it's used for, because apparently every company in the world is selling them now, if your Facebook is anything like mine. Um, so we're, we're, we're saying, okay, well, let's capitalize on this a little bit. So he's going to do it and how it, and how the Theragun therapy fits into the overall physical therapy scope. So that's an email that went out, you know, but my, my status is, you know, my big times to send out, and this is when you have the most open rates. So here's a little free nugget of advice, Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings. It's the best time to send something out. Um, it's unless you're like a TGI Fridays or something, then it's Thursday and Friday. And if you're a finance company or you're selling some kind of medication, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Nice. Just, and that's all data. Yeah. So um, just kind of taking that and, back. You're and, looking at hyper-targeting, right? Yeah. You're, you're really done that. Make sure your message is, is really relevant, that you're really trying to, uh, you know, target the right people with the right message at the right time. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's all about that. And the other thing you have to do is you have to put in a call to action. Mm -hmm. There has to be a conversion. If you're going to old patients, let's say if we're past patients, um, you know, at the bottom of the email, you know, there should be a link. There should be, hey, sign up for a free assessment, Absolutely. come back in. Yeah. There has to be a call to action, you know? So if you're writing an ebook, you have a blog post, you know, there should be a form on every one of the pages and there should be a link inside the email to the form. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But that's what we always do. That's what we're, we're constantly is the call to action. Yeah. And I think too, like just, just you know, looking at all of that, and again, this comes back to like this fear that a lot of practice owners have in that they shouldn't send too much. They're bothering the patients. Just realize like how many emails do you get in your inbox in a day, right? It's, yeah. I get hundreds, <laughs> right? And so get, your patients ton, are getting yeah. tons too. You know, the marketing messages on TV. I think I saw probably like 40 uh, different medications advertised last night on TV for and during the <laughs> inauguration stuff. Um, so like they're bombarded with all this marketing messages. So you're, if you're just going to send them one email 
uh, every couple of weeks, it's, it's not going to make a dent as much as, right. you know, the frequency that is absolutely needed. And, and that comes back to this thing called correct estimation of effort. And mm-hmm. you, if you want to get to a certain place, if you want to generate a certain number of new patients, you got to kind of work backwards from this big goal that you have. What is it really going to take me looking at my data, right? What is it really going to take me to get that number of new patients that I want? How much outflow do I really need to do in order to make that happen? And so uh, just excellent right. advice there, Rich, in, in terms of like how you're really leveraging that concept in, in terms of all the outreach that you're doing there. So um, yeah. and so, got, uh, one more topic here, and, and that yeah. is, I think you're doing a great job here. The PR that you're doing with physicians and, and your, yeah. your team that's doing there. Could you speak a little bit about what, what's been successful uh, for you guys? Sure. So what we're doing is we're doing a lot of, you know, like I I mentioned before, we have a ton of hospital systems around us, but we still do have a large number of independent physicians, neurologists, ENTs, you know, everybody who we're really going after. Um, So what we've been doing with them is we've been trying to host, you know, like co-branded seminars. Um, One of the things that we're actually really starting to kick up now with the attorneys is we're doing a um, where they'll talk about like Medicare benefits and estate planning and everything else. And then we'll, you know, either go before or after and we'll say, oh, by the way, you know, here's five stretches that you can do at home while you're sitting around because nobody's going out anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, once my parents learned how to use Netflix, it was like it was done. So now I now I just get the, you know, the text like, hey, we just finished the crown. Now we're going to watch this. And I'm like, OK, great. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that, that we're also trying to capitalize on is we're trying to capitalize on, um, you know, getting the message out there with our centers of influence and, and saying to them, look, you know, we, we, we work with this company. It's really, you know, a really great relationship and that's what we want to do. Um, and we're constantly trying to build up new relationships with new physicians. Um, PR is something that we're actually going to, um, that we're really going to be, be exploring heavily, um, in, uh, 2021. Um, I have experience with that in the background because, um, like I mentioned, I used to be a director of marketing for a uh, commercial realtor in Manhattan. And um, this woman who I worked for, Faith Consolo, was a PR hound. She was fantastic. Um, she, all, she passed away a few years ago, but she was just, she was amazing. She taught me everything about it, but she used to be on MSNBC, et cetera. So um, what we do is, is public relations is a great thing you know, especially if you're in not as crowded of a marketplace as myself, you know, the nuggets of advice I can give for that is if you've got a local TV station or you've got local community papers, these people are dying for content because nothing's going on. Mm -hmm. Nothing's happening. So invite them down, invite them to, you know, Hey, you know, right before a snowstorm and say, you know, do what I did. Just do, Hey, why don't you come down? We'll show you the proper way to stretch before you shovel. Yeah. Things like that. You know, it, what are the, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Big deal. Somebody, you know, what, what was it? Colonel Sanders went to 62 places before somebody said yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it, it's law numbers. So yeah. it's, you know, don't look at it as a no, just look at it as a, a, a missed opportunity mm-hmm. for that person. And then that's, you know, if you change your mindset on this stuff, I mean, that's how you have to have to to move forward with this, but leveraging PR with doctors is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Especially if you get in with one who's popular, Um, you know, there's a pediatrician on Long Island actually that my kids go to and he's on TV once a week. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great. 
but it stinks at the same time. Cause if I ever need an appointment for my kids, I can't get it cause he's so booked. Yeah. Um, but he's a fantastic pediatrician. So imagine that with the PT world. Yeah. You know, yeah, I actually have a friend who's uh, who, who does PT in terms of helping plastic surgery recovery. Great. And, um, and he got in with a, a famous uh, plastic surgeon who does a lot of, uh, you know, Instagram and, and YouTube. And, and so that really helped him get popular too. So uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different opportunities out there. If you explore, right. If you mm-hmm. explore, how can you connect, how can you help each other? And I think one thing that we need to shift our mindset sometimes as practice owners is we don't need to go out begging for referrals. How can we back channel? How can we build relationships like through LinkedIn, right? Through PR, uh, where are these other opportunities where we're giving value to the doctor in that, Hey, we're going to actually be able to send you patients, right. Or we're going right. to be able to uh, build a referral relationship here. They're much more willing to work with you and, and build that relationship. So, well, that's, and, and just let me speak to that for a second. So that's good because that can also, you know, that'll allow you to focus your efforts better as well. And by that, I mean, when you become the lead generator and not the physician, you can then look at the underperforming relationships and just say, Hey doc, you know what? I haven't gotten a patient from you in in five months. So, you know, your staff's not getting bagels anymore. Sorry. It's not happening. You know, or you say, well, what's going on? You know, how's your practice? You know, and you can, you can get these relationships going, but Oh yeah. When you have the upper hand, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So Rich, you just dropped some amazing uh, knowledge on us today. Um, And your, your enormous, enormous sphere of marketing knowledge. Love it. So what final words of advice do you have for our audience here? um, Marketing directors, practice owners to help them grow their practice, grow their business. Don't, don't feel like you're giving something away for free. That's, that's a huge, huge, huge hurdle for a lot of people to get out of their head. They think that if I give an ebook, if I give, you know, a video on YouTube, you know, ask for the form for the person to sign up to, to download the ebook, you know, and that kind of information. But if you're going to throw out a nugget on social media as a post, or you're going to throw out, um, you know, a blog post, or you're going to throw out an email, that's just something about whatever. Don't feel like you're giving it away for free because it's, it's constantly there. You know, if you follow, if you follow marketing professionals like your Gary Vaynerchuk or um, Guy Kawasaki, who was the first marketing director at Apple, and he's got by far the coolest title right now. He's the chief brand evangelist for Mercedes Benz. (laughs) That is like the greatest title in the world. But um, you follow these people and you learn how to, you know, um, understand the marketing and how it works. Like Gary Vaynerchuk gives away something for free every single day Mm -hmm. and his company generates hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue. So get that out of your mind. Don't feel that you have to do what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we do, for example, Tuesday testimonials where we put up one of our reviews or patient's success story, whatever it is. My Instagram on Tuesdays, because we have competitors and everything else, it's always Tuesday testimonial, Tuesday testimonial, then Thursday, Thursday testimonial, Thursday. So, you know, it's all those things. The other thing is there's new platforms out there. Experiment with them. I said that we weren't going to do TikTok. And then I, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen with the last administration, if they were going to be banned or shut down. So I didn't want to put any, any uh, time into that. Now I know they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We're rolling out TikTok. We started using Instagram Reels. Um, 
one of the other big things that we just finished up is we want to get into local high schools. So there's a sports medicine class where every Tuesday morning we have one of our therapists do a webinar for 30 minutes with the class and they love it. So if you think, don't be afraid to try anything. And if you think you're giving it away for free, you're not because your name's going out there and that's the brand. Mm -hmm. And if you want an example of that, look at any college football uniform in the United States. Got the little Nike swoosh. Mm -hmm. It's there. You saw it. It's stuck in your head. You're going to go out and buy a pair of Nikes. Hopefully that's what they want. Yeah. But, but are they giving away for free? So that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's all, you got to get out there and that's it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to experiment. Yeah. So Rich, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. Enjoyed talking with you today, sharing your knowledge, some wonderful uh, nuggets there for our, for our audience. So thank you so much. And um, uh, to everybody out there and wishing you much success here in 2021. So let's rock it. All right. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to check out practicepromotions.net slash power. There, listeners can download over nine checklists and free resources made to coach you through simple, proven marketing actions to increase new patients. So check it out today. That's practicepromotions.net slash power, and I'll see you next time.